grab me a beer and grab him a coke. We bout to sit for an hour bullshit and tell jokes. And please don't mix it up, cause he done sobered up. Brandon T. Comedy on your social media feeds. And Brandon says, here, bitch, your ex drink your buddy. Brandon says, here, bitch, your ex drink your buddy. What's up, everybody? <laughs> Welcome into another edition of Brennan Tassif is your ex drinking buddy. I'm your host, Brennan Tassif. If you're new to the show, quick rundown of the show. I used to be everyone's favorite drinking buddy. It was my favorite thing to do. Hang out with friends, get drunk, do drugs, get in all sorts of trouble and reminisce about crazy old stories. I am sober now, but that is still one of my favorite things to do. <laughs> hang out with friends and reminisce. Most weeks I will be joined by a guest. This week is no exception. All the way from Jacksonville, Florida, now in New York City, Mr. Oh Scott Sandlin. Oh, goodness. <sighs> Thanks, man. It's good to be here. It's great to have I you. Know. This, is what, this is the second time. This uh, is your second episode, but we're probably going to rehash some of the stuff from the first one because we can't remember what we talked about. Because it was a long time ago. It was. You were like episode number five or six yeah, for the uh, show. And now, now we're on almost 100. Jesus Christ. Is yeah. it really almost that many? Yeah. What are you going to do for the 100th? I have no idea. You got to do something big. Maybe. Well, so we're here at Gotham Production Studios, as always, uh, and uh, they can do up to five mics. So I was thinking about maybe having like a little fiesta. Yeah, like a little – and everyone else can drink, but you just get to yeah, watch. Just, yeah. yeah, just say it like, <laughs> what does it taste like, guys? Uh, <laughs> we could just sit there and describe it to you the whole time. <laughs> Plug everything up front. Um, you are you do comedy. You are a comedian. We've I've done the, the jokes with the microphones in front of the crowds of people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tell everybody where they can find you. Um, mainly uh, wherever the hell Brennan's gonna be, um, <laughs> <laughs> because I just got here. Yes, uh, you did. Uh, We're so, gonna talk about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm new to the scene. Uh, you want to plug into your social media or anything like that? Yeah, I mean it's just at Scott Sandlin um, on my Instagram and what's my Twitter. Scottington? Yeah. Yeah, it is Scottington. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, kind of posh, you know? Yeah. I, like, I don't know why I went with that way back in the day. But <laughs> I guess college-age Scott was like, you know, let's be a little fancy. So many dumb things. I know. My brother's nickname in high school was Massive Tassif. Massive Tassif? Yeah. And so I, cool. I, I thought it was the coolest nickname. Yeah. And I do like a bit about it. And uh, I was like, oh, that's so cool. So when I started making emails and stuff, I just stole it and started doing like my massive tasif at hotmail.com and stuff you just so stolen valor yeah yeah exactly so he, now like, was he in the military too no, no, okay no, no, no. okay <laughs> so between high school and like my early years of college everything's just massive tasif and then i remember one day my uncle came to me and he goes hey yeah you're gonna have to get a new email and i was like no this is like cool is, he goes good no you're gonna need to get a new email and i was like I guess the era of massive tassif is over. So uh, my first ever email, I got it, I think, when I was probably like, I don't know, 11 or 12. And this is the most embarrassing thing because it's still – so, you know, you have – yeah, you have an iPhone. Um, okay. Let me just tell you what the email is. The worst part – actually, no, no, no. Okay. So this is what it is. <laughs> the worst part is is that it's still my Apple ID and like what I is don't – <laughs> surferdude.17 at comcast.net yeah it is because <laughs> i i thought i thought 17 was like an old age whenever i got it i was like oh that's cool yeah. everyone will think i'm 17 god 
Now look at us, both in our thirties. And so now, um, like I have to get like a like a work phone. And so, um, oh no, yeah, because you work for you do finance yeah. stuff during yeah, the day. Yeah, 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 during during the day. And so uh, they're like, all right, what's your what's your Apple ID? So no, I don't want to tell you. And that. I was like, oh no, please don't, please don't make me do that. And he was like, no, we needed to set up your set up your shit. And I was like, no, can I just type it in? And he's like, no, I got to do everything. And so I just sit there as an adult. <laughs> Doing finance in New York I'm, City. Another grown man. Like, well, I'm kind of a surfer, dude. <laughs> you don't even surf. I don't surf. I don't surf. I haven't surfed since like fucking college, which was 10, 12 years ago. Oh, God. We're getting old, man. Um, no, it sucks. So for everybody listening, like we already talked about, Scott was on one of the early episodes, but I didn't go back and listen because sometimes I um, am a bad host. So some of the stuff I wanted to talk to you about. Just because it's been just in the last two years, it's been you've gone through quite the journey. Um, <laughs> a little so, bit. <laughs> so I don't want to get into too much depth on some of that stuff because I know it's very personal. But um, I did want to talk about. So you're in New York now. Yeah. Um, I moved here, you know, uh, for comedy. And you and I have talked about this before because you do finance and you did that in Florida, Jacksonville, where we're from. And the company you work for was very open to you coming to New York. But there was always kind of something, you know, it was basically one of those, uh, maybe next year, maybe next year kind of things. And then you're now you're up here. Yeah. And running away from my problems. I Well, I remember <laughs> when you I texted you something about like, hey, when are you coming up to visit? Because you came up to visit a few months ago and then kind of got a little too hammered. And then you and I weren't able to connect. And I was like, well, man, that's fucking shitty. Like, when are you coming up here again? And you're like, oh, no, I'm moving. And I was like, wait, what? And so then now you're here, which yeah. is which is awesome. So I kind of want to let the listeners into how did, if you don't mind, and if you don't want to talk about it, we'll just cut this. But how did that process happen with you finally getting to New York? So um, <laughs> it's, one was like for the job. Yeah. Uh, so like I got a job opportunity I couldn't say no to. It was for the same company. Though, yeah, correct? for the same company. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I've, I've always wanted to live here. Uh, you that, and I have talked about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've always wanted to move to New York. Um, I was actually, I actually signed a contract right before COVID started um, to do a different job for the the current company that I work for to come up here. But then you know, fucking COVID happened, and yeah. I got into a relationship, and then um, we bought a house together, and then uh, I was like, all right, I'm not fucking going to New York anymore. Well, yeah, because the the person you were with didn't wasn't a huge New York person. No, no, no. She's like, literally, I'd go anywhere with you but New York. And yeah. I was like, well, shit. That's kind of the yeah, one. Yeah, because I remember <laughs> you guys came into dinner one night, and I was taking care of you. And I was like, I'm going to New York. You're coming, right, buddy? And you just kind of looked at her, and you're like, no, I'm not going there. Nah, she's, she's not a fan. <laughs> I'm not coming, guys. Um, and, then I, uh, and then I had the pleasure of uh, completely fucking up that relationship. <laughs> Just love of my life, just completely fucking it up. Um, and so, yeah, uh, I had lived with my mom for like, I guess, seven months. Okay. Yeah, seven months, maybe even eight. I don't know. Oh, I thought you were still in the house. No, you no, didn't. No, 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 no. I was, I was, uh, my things were packed for me. And I was, <laughs> I was asked to leave. Um, and yeah, we haven't spoken since that day. It's great. Um, shout out to the ex love of my life. Um, but yeah, no, it's, uh, I'm actually, I'm actually, I'm actually, 
We're just gonna start crying. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't this isn't ex drinking buddy anymore. This is ex girlfriends. Yeah. <laughs> Brennan and Scott are your ex girlfriend sad boys. <laughs> um, no, and so. Uh, I actually still think I pay for like her cable and internet. At least like I still get the bill for it. Like she probably has her own. I just haven't like turned. You haven't turned the other one off? I haven't off. turned the other one off. Uh, and I still pay for like the, the gas because uh, it's like a natural gas hookup like, yeah. at the house. And I'm just like, you know, I'd rather just keep paying for it than go through the Deal pain with of it. having yeah. to talk to her. <laughs> just not. <I'm> just <laughs> Which is which is ridiculous. Which is which is which is the most immature. No, it's ridiculous not. Thing I mean, ever. It's, it's incredibly immature. But I do the same thing. <laughs> just, I, it was so hard for me. It took years before I would before I even changed my Netflix password. Oh yeah, she still has like all my age. Yeah, and and it was so funny because I Savannah was like, <laughs> Savannah goes, um, "Hey, we're both paying for all this stuff, so why don't you just cancel yours? This this is dumb." And literally, I because you know I'm very open and honest with Savannah, so I just look at her and I go, "Whoa, a lot of people use it." And she goes, "A lot or Alyssa? Does Alyssa use it?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'll cancel it. <laughs> Fine." I was just like, "I don't want." And of course, she's not going to text me. She's no, you know getting no. married in October, but it was just one of those things where I was like, "That's the last time. That's that. That was it. <laughs> that was all gone." No, but uh, so that happens, and uh, yeah, uh, so that happens. And blessing then, in disguise. Blessing yeah, in disguise, yeah, as they say on your you mom's know, house. Um, so then um, I was like, "Okay, well, I, I want to stop living with my fucking mom, as great as she is." Shout out, Lynette. Um, and so yeah, I, I got this job opportunity, and I was like, "Well." Uh, fucking let's do it yeah if i'm not gonna do it now i'm never gonna do it so and it's the perfect time too because you have enough stability to where you're not like freaking out because we know people one of them is in the jacksonville comedy scene where and this is something i tell everybody is like a cautionary tale where they packed up everything and moved up here sight unseen and then all of a sudden they got here and it was a basement apartment it was flooded out and all these people they thought were gonna like you know be there for them were, but they kind of didn't. The way I heard the story is they kind of didn't help them out nearly as much as that person thought they would help them out. And they just had to turn around and come back to Jacksonville. And it was like, that's fucking brutal. And you and I are in a position. I tell people this all the time. I used to say this in Oklahoma city when they're like, Oh, you're from Florida with beaches. That's so cool. And I'm like, you can fucking move. Yeah. You can just, you don't have to stay here. Go there. Yeah. And so, God, especially from Oklahoma. Holy fuck. Yeah. Get the fuck out of there. (laughs) If there's anyone listening from Oklahoma, there are there are a few. There, there, there are horizons out there that exist. <laughs> Shouts out, Brandon. What's up, man? Uh, he has the merch. Um, but so it's the same thing with New York. And I, like I said, I've worked in the service industry for long enough to where I was able to get a job at a very good restaurant to where I don't have to. It's not one of these things where it's like, oh my god, like I got up here. And that how many people, how many stories have we heard of people get up here and then six months later, they run out of the money they saved, their job's not paying them what they thought they would, or they're not getting the hours they thought and they have to come back. And I'm very grateful and fortunate enough to where in my line of work, it's like, I mean, I can make my rent in one good weekend. Like it's not that big of a deal. And for you, you had the job, you had the stability of the job. Where it's, you know, it's a nine to five, but you're like, okay, this is, I know what my budget is. Right. So there's not this thing where it's like, oh my God, I got up here trying to chase the dream and now all of a sudden. But like also, you know, there's, 
I feel like there's a lot to be said for being like that hungry, especially in comedy. Yeah. That's, you know, so many Well, and that's the other thing. It's a good point you bring up because that's something where it almost feels like an imposter syndrome. Right. Where I think like, well, I have a good, like everyone's like, you need to get a day job because, uh, you know, I've accomplished a lot more in the first year I've been here because it'll be a year by the time this comes out. And I've accomplished a lot more or so I've been told by other people in New York comedy. They're like, man, you've. You've only been here for a year. Like some of the people you've had on the podcast and some of the shows you've done and being able to, you know, I've got the show at the stand on the 19th. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you're already doing shows at some of the, these bigger clubs and you've only been here for a year. Right. So, but I still feel like, oh, I should get a day job and like push even harder. But then there's another part of me that's like, yeah, but I like the fact that I can make my rent in a weekend. Yeah, I was going to say, like, like if, if you can do it, why would you... So you, it's this weird you stretch yourself thinner. Yeah, it's this weird imposter syndrome sometimes where it's like, oh, maybe I am faking it. But it's like, no, I do. Like yesterday, I did six open mics because I had two, three new bits I wanted to work out. Right. So I just did six open mics trying to work out those three bits. And it's like, oh, wait, I'm doing whatever the fucking everyone else is exactly. doing. All right. Exactly. You just happen to do it like during the day or like like evening before you go to work instead yeah. of, you know, like sitting around Brooklyn until 2 a.m. <laughs> so you... um. I wanted to, because I don't think we touched on this last time, because you do have a plethora of ex-drinking buddy stories. You had another trip to Columbia, which we're going to get into. I want to get into some of your adventures since you just moved into New York. But before we do any of that, I don't think we talked about the first time how you even got into the, to comedy. And so that's something that I was interested in, because as long as I've known you and as close as we are, I was thinking about it. And I was like, oh, I don't know what drives Scott for doing comedy. Because you have, like I said, the stable job and, you know, you're making good money and it's one of those things where now you live in New York City and it's – and you'll still text me and be like, hey, man, what, what mics are you hitting? Yeah, like, yeah. let's get – and I'm like, well, why why do you – like – and then I thought more and more about it. I was like, oh, I don't know what makes you tick as far right. as comedy. So tell the listeners about kind of how you got into it. Like, when did you do your first open mic and how all that kind of transpired? So my first time going up ever – was at the After Dark Comedy Show okay. um, when they let people like just randomly from the audience do like a minute if they wanted to do a minute. And why were you there? How did you? Even... So um, my buddy Michael Lane uh, actually, I think he like knew Buck or something. Um, yeah, he before. used to work at uh, Tap of That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and so, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, he was like, "Yeah, I don't know. They they do the show. Um, you know." So you knew Michael before you had any? Oh, dude, I've known Michael since I was like fucking five. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I've known him like almost my whole life. Okay, so because I know him from when we used to do the Tuesday open mic at Tap of that yeah, yeah, for yeah. that little stretch, and he was working there. That's how I met him. But you knew him way before. So oh yeah. He knew the comics, and he was like, "Hey, they're doing this show." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, so I like had this joke uh, that I had um, that I wrote. Oh god, what was the first joke that I wrote? I think it was about. I think it was my uh, hate breaking up with girls one. Okay. Um, <laughs> Because so at the time, like I wanted to like, I, well, first of all, I've always wanted to get into comedy. Um, like I thought I was funny. Eh. Uh, <laughs> Did you watch a lot of stand up? Because this is something yeah. I'm always interested in. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. sometimes people are like, yeah, you know, I wanted to do comedy writing or I love Seinfeld or I liked comedy movies. But for you, you knew what stand up yeah, was. Yeah. So the first the first um, the first album that I ever heard was Dane Cook's Harmful of Swallowed. Yep. And you and I have talked about. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the reason I started doing. comedy. Right. And. I wasn't thinking, I was what, like seventh or eighth grade, maybe ninth, who knows? It doesn't fucking matter. Uh, but I memorized every fucking word to that album. I mean, every single fucking word, like start to finish. And naughty, naughty, cool. I know. It, it's, oh God. 
I listened to that album the other day. It's so fucking good. I re-listened to it when I first moved here. So I was like, this is the good. reason. This um, is the reason. And so uh, I used to like talk on the phone with girls, you know, because we're old and that was the only way to communicate. You couldn't text. It cost money. Yeah. Um, and so I would talk on these like, you know, for hours, you know, just trying to spit some game. And I would just use every single one of his jokes, which is not, I didn't realize at the time is clearly. A, you Stolen Valor. Yeah, Stolen Valor. Stolen so Valor. I'm the original Stolen Valor when it comes to comedy. Um, so I didn't realize at the time that that was a fucking terrible thing to do because i was 13 um but yeah it, it was the first like that was like my real like introduction i was like fuck like i want to do that one day um and then yeah one day i just uh had the opportunity to fucking do it and i never stopped um oh and then i went down to uh my buddy simon nash yeah I know simon. um yeah How, do you know simon through comedy or just you knew simon no so i knew simon through fucking church weirdly enough when we, okay. were, when we were younger um so yeah i've also known simon forever um but like i yeah like i went up um and then simon was like yeah you know like come down to um you, so was, you went up at the after dark show yeah yeah. so yeah. michael tells you about the after dark show yeah. and he's like hey they'll pull random people out of the audience you can do a minute and yep. you're like hey i got this joke yep and you did it and you loved it yep and i loved it and i was like shaking with nervousness the whole time because of fucking course i was yeah um but then uh simon was like yo uh there's this like orlando orlando comedy fest like why don't you come down uh and so ended up going down to that and uh he introduced me to ziola okay yeah, yeah. and ziola was like yeah just you know come out here are the shows and and then that's it the rest is history and then you just started going yeah uh god this must have been when 2017 17, yeah 2017 maybe okay. 2018 but probably like late 20 uh 2018. Maybe. No, it no, would have had been 17 because I got sober and came back into the scene in 18 and you were already in the scene and established. Yeah. So yeah, it was 2017. Okay. Um, so yeah. Uh, it, it, yeah. And the rest is fucking history. So what? Um, the rest is fucking history. <laughs> fucking man. I'm fucking I'm a legend, yeah. man. So um, I'm going to watch me dovetail this. I'm so good at hosting. Uh, so you get into comedy. And then you just fall in love with it and you want to keep doing it. And we've done open mics together and shows and stuff like that. And then the New York thing, and I, you and I have talked about this off the air, but I, for the listeners, I'm not going to set it up like, hey, this is a crazy question. Like, we've already talked about this. But the New York thing, was there a part of you who that thought like, oh, I want to go to New York for my job? Not only it's one of the greatest cities known to humankind, but Amen. also I want to continue to pursue comedy in New York. Was that on the front of your mind or was that kind of just like an added bonus? Um, I mean, I think it was definitely like on the front of my mind. Uh, like it's – they're like one and the same. Like I really wanted to, of course, like come up here, you know, for work because they pay me a fucking lot more money than they do down in Jacksonville even yeah. though it's fucking expensive. It's so shit. you told me how much you paid for rent and I was like, god. oh my god. It makes me want to fucking throw up. I just, me too, I, every I, time. Oh god. And they – like in Florida, they'd raise your rent like 50 bucks or 100 bucks up here. They're like, oh, new lease, $500. And I'm like, god damn it. But you know what sucks more than that $500? Moving. Moving, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to find a place to park and you're like, god, I got to unload this U-Haul in 45 seconds or I'm going to get fucking towed or people are going to steal my shit. Movers are the greatest thing. Yeah, I've you did movers. In my, in my entire life if i told you the nightmare we did movers too and then they i hit a car on my way uh, in so i'm dealing with the insurance stuff at, at, down there which i do this i say this on stage but now i would just be like fuck you man the sign says no parking like yeah sorry you parked there and i tagged you but fuck off you but were new you were new i was new you were still kind and i was you yeah. still had love in your heart you are very much like that you're <laughs> very street to people and i go give it six months and you're like i'll never lose it and i go eh, you might uh, I'll never lose <laughs> 
But and then Savannah was dealing with the dogs upstairs. So the movers just brought everything in and just set it like in the middle of our living room. And then once everything was done, Savannah's like, the fuck are we supposed to do with this? <laughs> that so, fucking blows. But you got movers and you were actually you don't have animals or anything. So you right. were just there to be like, oh, I was that staring. There, that, yeah, yeah, I was just like, yeah, yeah, you guys are going to put that together. They're like, yeah, of course. Of, of course, course, we're going to put that together. I'm like, Thank God, because I don't fucking know how to do that. Yeah. So for you, moving I'm not a real man that. <laughs> Like tattoos no, aside, tattoos and beard no, aside. No, no, like power tools. God, I don't know anything about them. Like I, I know kind of like how to. It's your just dad fought in a war. Yeah, yeah. yeah you don't even know how to use a drill. He didn't fucking teach me, man. He was. Yeah, he was don't it. put this on yeah. him. Oh, it's on him. It's on you, dead father. <laughs> it's definitely on him. Um, so you get here. Uh, and then what what was the process like um, like we were talking about before are you because you're still kind of getting settled in yeah yeah and that's I, the thing too is yeah, I've only been here like 20 minutes yeah and you're there's still there's still a box that I need to unpack I need really? a desk yeah I thought you yeah because you've been here not even a month now right I think yeah what is it what's today the seventh a little like a month I've been like here just a month, a month? yeah and it's one of those things, and I've given you, I've tried to give you, you know, space and everything like that. Like, I'm not calling you every, like the first like week you were here, we hung out every day. Yeah, and I was like, all right, let me, <laughs> let me give Scott some room to breathe. And then, uh, and I'm not very pushy because you know how I am with the mics and stuff like that. But that's, that's why it was um, on the top of my mind because it's one of those things where you come up here, you have the new position and more responsibility with work. And it, tur- it turns into one of those things where nine to five can really very quickly turn into like an eight to seven and eight to eight yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. So does that does that is that something that's in your head or are you just kind of like, oh, well, once I get more settled, yeah, I'll figure it out. Yeah. Or- like once I because uh, like I'm doing a completely new role. So like once I figure out like what the fuck I'm doing at work, <laughs> then I'll, then I can like probably schedule my day better because like yeah. right now, you know, like I've been like, all right, let's hit these mics tomorrow. And then. You know, I don't get out of work until like fucking eight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because there have been sometimes where you're like, hey, I'm going to try and move some stuff around. Yeah. Um, my call should be over by five. So I'll meet you the mic at 530. And then you'll text me at like 730 like, hey, just got off that call. Yeah. And I'm nope. like, you way underestimated that. <laughs> it's by just two hours. Well, and like even today, like there's I was like, OK, I'm golden at 11. You know, I had three calls pop up and I was like, decline, decline, decline. I was like, I, I can't fucking. Yeah. I well, I appreciate it. you. Te- no, yeah, no, of course. Because I texted you and I was like, hey, man, I know your schedule is based because it's mainly based around meetings and calls yeah. and stuff. Yeah, so yeah, it's one of those things where if you don't have to be in the office, you don't have to be in the office. Right. Like you have a big boy job where they know you're responsible enough to get your shit done. So I was like, hey, can we do like a, I said noon originally because I was like, come on your lunch. And you're like, well, if we could do it earlier, that would work better. Yeah. So we scheduled it for 11. And then I was just thinking it was like 1048 and I, they were walking me back to the room. And I was like, all right, Scott, what's, <laughs> what's going on? I was running. I was I was you running ran. out of uh, out of Forty Second Street. <laughs> so your your plan for the foreseeable future is once you get more settled, you're going to start hitting mics and stuff like that. And yeah, and like once shows. I get like a rotation and stuff. Yeah. And then um, Daisy introduced me to her friend um, who she does the uh, Brit. Yeah, 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 Brett, who does the the Waffle House mic. Yeah, we're trying to get her on the podcast. Daisy did that super fun. Yeah, Daisy, I'm talking to you. Did that super fun thing where she's like, "Yeah, you should totally have her on." And then I was like, "Yes, yeah, send me to her social media or like tell her to reach out." And then nothing at all. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we're gonna get you. We're gonna get you set up. I was just so I, I was, have Britt's number that I can that I can give you. That's off air. This is all. Uh, <laughs> but I am very excited. I have. Um, 
I like I said, I kind of gave you the space the last couple of weeks, but then the last couple of days I've been kind of like, hey man, what are you doing? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you want to do a mic? Let's do a mic. Because I'm like, come on, man, You've been here for a month now. Let's get go. up. <laughs> uh, so good. I'm glad we kind of established the comedy because I was thinking, I was racking my brain. And I knew the Dan Cook thing, but I was like, how did we? How did he even start doing comedy? Like, I couldn't even remember. Um, so let's talk about your first month in New York. Yeah, it's. Uh, it's, it's been quite the adventure. It hurts. Uh, um, it's painful. This place is gonna. This place is gonna kill me. Probably. This place is. <laughs> this place is gonna murder me. Um, so you still, for the listeners, uh, we talked about your your different adventures, your sad boy tour. For um, who did you do that for? Jack. 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 Yeah. I wanted to say Jake. I knew it wasn't Jake though. Jack sad boy tour. Uh, we talked about you going to Columbia, Nashville, all sorts of fun adventures. Um, so for those of you listening who did not listen to Scott's first episode, Scott likes to party mm. a lot. I dabble. <laughs> <laughs> I have an issue. So or two. you moved to New York and what was that like the first couple of days? Like when I was taking you out to the stand and we were kind of, you came out to the steakhouse I worked yeah, at and yeah. you were just it was, going It was nuts. surreal. Yeah, it was really surreal. Um, Cause like I, I remember... Uh, like we went to the stand and then like one of the first nights, like I saw Drew Dunn and he was just like hanging out. I was like, wait, what the fuck? Like I, and like, I love Drew Dunn. Like, yeah. I think he's just one of the funniest motherfuckers. Shouts out Drew Dunn. Yeah, shout out Drew. Um, and I was, love having the camera. Yeah. No, <laughs> you love pointing at the camera too. I love I that. Um, so and, tell me more about this, Scott. <laughs> you're just going to watch this and just look and be like, look how great I look the whole time. Um, and so, I don't know. It was really surreal, like, being able to, like, you know, sit there and, like, meet actual comics. Well, that's the cool thing yeah. I told you about. Yeah, I, yeah. Like, that they're I've just been, around. Right, yeah, that I've been following for, like, all these years. And I'm like, oh, my God. So I was, like, kind of, like, starstruck, um, super pumped. And then, yeah, like, obviously your steakhouse that you work at is fucking stupid. Um, so I was like, holy shit, like naked women on the wall. And I was like, this is, this is fantastic. I love New York. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, I woke up fully clothed day two <laughs> and I was like, how the fuck did it? Cause like, I never get like, wake up fully clothed drunk. Um, and I you've was, done it a few times in New York. I've done it a few times in New York already. Uh, I can't, I, like, I, I don't have like the dexterity that I used to have as, as a young lad. <laughs> to um, kick off the shoes, pull the socks off with yeah, your toes. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't have, I don't have any of that. But I, I still made it back to my place, which I was um, super proud of myself. Cause like I asked my roommate, I was like, hey man, like, how do we get back last night? And he was like, dude, I left you like hours before you got home. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, shit, okay. That is the cool thing with uh, the cool thing, but also can be dangerous is you live right off of one of the major subway lines. Yeah. So you can take there's like seven different subways you can take to your to the stop near your house. Yeah. So you can accidentally just kind of stumble into a train as long as it's going south. You can eventually end up. Yeah. I don't know how I figured it out, but thank God that I did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's been um, dude, it's been painful. I, uh, it, I, oh, God, my buddy Zach that's here. Uh, also from Jacksonville, his girlfriend's like a club, like she knows like a club promoter or something. Yeah. And so he's always hitting me up and he's like, Hey, like they got a table here. They got a table there. And like, I can't say no to free booze. Yeah. Like, especially like even like on a Wednesday, I mean, these people, these people are trying to actively kill me. <laughs> like I'm, I'm convinced that there's a, there's a coup out for, for me to just be unsuccessful at work and dead within like, I don't know, six months or something. <laughs> That's the other thing about New York is it's not just the weekends. No, no, it's literally you can do whatever you want whenever you want to do it, um, which is which is dangerous. Uh, yeah, because that's that's something I've really thank God. I I mean, for my sake, that I was sober when I got here because I see it 
on a daily basis because I, uh, you know, I go to the stand in the cellar a lot, either yeah. after work or after the mics, I'll go hang if there's not a show going on. Because I'll get, like we talked about earlier, I'll get all my mics done. You know, I'll get three to five mics, sometimes six done between one and six. So then after six, I'm kind of like, all right, I would try to go to the gym beforehand. So then after six o'clock, I'm like, well, I already did five mics today. Like, what am I going to do now? Yeah. And then I, I go hang. And the listeners are very aware of my kind of stance on hanging versus open mics versus all that stuff. So I end up at the clubs a lot and yeah. it'll be like a Wednesday and people are just fucking housed. And I'm like, shit housed. Does, do you like, you guys have work tomorrow, right? You're like, you're normal people. Yeah. It's one o'clock in the morning and Ugh. you're like, can't even stand up. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> so we also had um, a fun time where uh, this was uh, super exciting. It was the first day you were here, that same stand visit. And uh, it was the day at, uh, Matt and I, the full charge and I were hanging out the night before at the stand and we hung out with Ari um, and we all just kind of hung out for like an hour and we were all just talking at the table and stuff and having a good time. So the next day we go to the stand. I bring Scott. I'm like, Scott, come to the stand with me. We'll hang out. Scott's we'll a comic. He knows the rules. Scott, Scott, Scott definitely knows the rules. He's a comedian. <laughs> He's been doing this for years. Scott knows the rules. So we get to the stand. I introduce you to some comics that I know. I introduce you to the manager. We're all kind of hanging out. Scott's drinking aggressively. A little bit. Aggressively. Listen. <laughs> well, you're enjoying oh, yeah, yourself. I was, I was yeah. excited. I was excited. You're very you know, excited. I got here. And there's reason to be excited. Your little baby boy, Brennan, now knows all these big shots in New York. And it's like, oh, my God, this is so cool. We're doing it. This is it. We're doing it. We are in it right now. So then I'm like, hey, do you want to sneak down and watch the show? And you're like, fucking yeah. So Joe lets us go into the showroom. We sit down. Scott has a couple more drinks. <laughs> then Ari... The aforementioned Ari Shafir, very funny comic. Everybody knows who he is. Everybody knows Ari Shafir. Scott really likes Ari. I'm a big fan. Huge fan. Big so Ari, fan. Ari gets on stage and there's certain comics that they will, like the stand doesn't take your phones, but there's certain comics where if they see your phone out, they'll freak out because they are known for controversy. Sometimes they get themselves in a little bit of trouble with the mass public. Ari's one of those comics. Yeah. So Scott pulls his phone out. God damn it. Oh, we're telling this story. Scott, in all of his excitement, pulls his phone out. He goes, oh, my God, this is a guy I look up to. This is someone that's one of my favorite comedians. I'm going to take a couple of pictures of Ari. Pulls his phone out. Ari hates when people pull their phones out. Yeah, in fact, he, he hates like it, it to the point where he has a loaded bit for it yeah. the second he sees it. Yeah. And he did it. He did it to me. He did it to you. And I'm trying to put my head down because the night before I was hanging out with Ari in full charge. And I was like trying to put my head down. Then one of the other managers comes over and asks to see your yeah, phone. see my shit. Because they thought you were recording him right. in the middle of one of his kind of like, you know, off the, off the walls bit. And it turned into a thing. it turned into a thing. My I just night one. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna ostracize myself, blackball myself, and it's and everyone a, knew you were my good buddy from Florida. You know, also just bringing bringing down with the ship. We go down, we go down <laughs> hey, together. Goddamn it! I've seen Titanic. I'm playing on the fucking deck. Oh um, god. So yeah, that was. Why'd you have to tell that one? Because it's an ex drinking <laughs> buddy story. Yeah, yeah. I um, plus it was hilarious. Yeah, because you. To, to your credit, I think it's so funny because I've accosted Dan Soder outside of a bathroom. I got called a fucking creep by Bill Burr with all – he said it with love in his heart. Or at least that's what I'm going to keep telling myself. Um, so, like, I've done these things. And I still – to this day, I've been in New York. It'll be a year by the time this comes out. And I still do these things. I did it to Sam Morell like three nights ago. 
He was leaving the cellar, had his ear, had his headphones in, the you know the cloaking symbol in New York City, like don't talk yeah, to me. Don't talk to me. He's in the middle of the Sixth Avenue trying to wave down a taxi after his spot at the cellar, and I'm like, hey Sam, and he didn't hear me, so I just kind of kept walking. I was like, no, that's I I cannot allow that. Turn around, I go, Sam, and he goes, huh? And I go, big fan, and he goes, yeah, man, thanks. See, at least like when I do it, I do it drunk. Yeah. And it's just like, I you know, no the inhibitions are gone. You're just like, all right, I'm just going to make this person my best friend who's trying to get a cab right now. Who definitely wants Chris to Chris Buck calls it, um, I am a professional fanboy. Mm, okay. That's actually. how he puts it. Because he's like, yeah, you, you're a comic. Like, you do comedy. But you also, like, freak out when you see people you like. Like, stop doing that. <laughs> Just be normal. It's yeah. hard, man. But I'm always like, it's so cool. We get excited. We yeah. get excited. We're excitable easily. baby we boys. We are. You know, it's it's tough not to be. So that's I wanted to tell that story because you felt like dege- like you were heartbroken. Oh, I was. You apologized for like three days after mortified. that. Mortified. Yeah. Like, I, was like, I, I apologized to him that night and then the next night yeah. when I saw him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, dude, don't worry about it. And you're like, no, man, this is, this is, this is so bad. This, this is the is, worst. This is the worst thing I've ever done. It's the worst. It's terrible. Terrible. Um, so that was probably one of my favorite things that happened. But you've also, um, we've also gotten uh, some other things that we won't talk about on this show. But we did, uh, we did have some some fun adventures so far. Mm. And it is weird being sober now and hanging out with you because it's not like I'm not, I'm not knock on wood. I'm not like, oh, I want to drink or I want to party. But there is a part of me that's like, yeah, it was fucking fun, man. Yeah. It was. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, I would never let you. But then. The, the other the the flip part is whenever I text you and I'm like hey what's up and you go I think I'm dying I'm like yeah I don't miss that I don't miss that at all yeah dying is the worst and I do it uh, a couple times a week you, yeah I was gonna say text you what was the last night of the night two nights ago I was like hey man I I'm off tonight uh, you know the, there's no real shows going on what are you doing and you're like I'm gonna go to bed at nine and I did and it was amazing <laughs> it was fan fucking tastic yeah I just because. First of all, it was Fourth of July weekend. Yeah, so, I forgot about you know that. it's it's like that's like a Thursday to to Monday type of aggressive drinking thing. Yeah, and it's just it's a job at that point. Takes it out of you. Yeah, it takes it out of you. Yeah, and you can't not do it. Yeah, what are you gonna do? What am I gonna do? What am I gonna be so no? Ugh. Ugh. Gross. Who is that? Ugh. Losers. Uh, <laughs> so no. So I you know I felt obligated. Um, because I don't know, I, I definitely I'm, I'm starting to realize like well, the, weirdly enough, like on my Twitter feed, um, a lot of things that like keep popping up uh, are like people celebrating sobriety. Yeah, and they're like, you know, this is my X year of sobriety. And I was actually I was on the train yesterday on my way to work, and I and I, and I saw another one, just I, no idea who it was, uh, but like a stranger. And I was like, is the universe trying to like tell me tell this, you something? That maybe. It might be because you've been hanging out with me and I talk about sobriety too much. Yeah. And your phone's listening. And my phone's listening. And it's like, hey. We don't talk about it too much, but like you're the only one that talks about it. And let me be very clear to everyone listening. I don't talk to you about you getting sober. I talk to you about how boring sometimes it is to be sober. (laughs) I love it. I love it because I don't wake up hungover. And I, I, like I said, I could never have gotten to New York without it. But it's, you know, sobriety and then comedy and then kind of everything else. But, uh, it is one of those things where, like, when we were in the back of the Tesla with Jose, I was kind of like, yeah, from my perspective, this looks insane. But it's also a lot of fun. It's also a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. You, um, I wanted to make it the title of the episode. What was it that you said? Uh, you hate being a stranger. Yeah. 
Um, and that's one of my favorite things. If you ever do a comedy album, it has to be. I hate being a stranger. Yeah, it's uh, that or yeah, it's hate being a stranger and never met a stranger. Never, um, yeah, because it's I don't know. I just like being personable and like talking to people. Yeah, and that's why you're good at what you do, man. But well, it's it is weird because I'm naturally introverted. Like when I go to places and I don't know anybody, I will sit in the corner and not speak. You are the exact, you are like, no, like, Hey, I'm Scott. Nice to meet you. Hey, what's going on? I'm Scott. Like we got into the, I was like, Oh, this is cool. I've never been, we Ubered and I, we, it was a Tesla and I go, this is cool. I've never been in a Tesla. And you're like, Oh, you should see what this could do. And then the driver was kind of like, what? And you didn't know which way to take that. So you're like, Oh, I'm just saying, I know we're in the city now, but I was saying that if you had like some room you could really open it up obviously and you were like like trying to backpedal you're like obviously you wouldn't do that because we're in the city right and he went the other way yeah, he, he was, was like oh looks like we got some room right here <laughs> and just gunned it and Dude. i was like scott what are you doing and you go and that's when you said it you said i hate being a stranger to and i was like oh this guy is like just on it <laughs> yeah well okay so uh last weekend actually uh i was <laughs> i was coming out of uh like we had i had just eaten and um, I was with a friend and uh, we were coming out of, of the restaurant and like walk who walks by is like these uh, three dudes uh, and this and this girl and the three guys were all wearing um, FSU gear. Okay. And so they like walk past and I was like, hey guys, go fuck yourselves, go Gators. And uh, they like laughed and like we chucked it up in the street, like talked for a little bit. And then they're like, hey, you guys just want to come get a drink with us? And I was like, yeah, yeah, fuck it. This is so <laughs> And so we, I literally hung out with him all night. Um, we got fucking obviously obliterated drunk. Um, we went to karaoke with them. Uh, I, I destroyed just Gold some... Literally <laughs> random people who like they all live in Tampa or Lakeland. God. Yeah. Never never met a stranger, man. Never, man. Never. And it's all because I told them to go fuck themselves. Yeah. That's <laughs> – oh, my God. So I wanted to – because we still got plenty of time, but I did want to get to this story because we teased it at the beginning. But you did have another trip to Columbia. I did. So I did. We talked about your last trip to Columbia in the first episode where you accidentally smuggled cocaine into Columbia. Yeah. And then got caught with it on your way back. Yeah. Yeah. Which was, that's well, the clip actually, if anybody wants to go back and just listen to the clip. The worst 30 minutes of my life. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, so what brought you back to Columbia this time? This is when you were still living in Florida. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I wanted to do a couple things like before I moved to New York because, um, you know, like once I'm up here, like I'm not fucking going anywhere. Yeah. Um, there's no reason to. Yeah, why would I? Uh, and like Bogota was on that list just because I had so much fun the first time doing it. Um, so much like it's just it's one of the greatest places ever. Uh, and so I one of my buddies agrees to go with me. And it's just him and I. Um, and I don't speak Spanish very well. He, I thought, didn't speak Spanish very well until we like walked out of there and he's fucking fluent in it somehow. He's a fucking genius. It's annoying. Who is it? Rick. My oh, buddy man. Rick. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, so I just wanted to go back down there just cause you know, like it's cathartic. Um, like same, same, one of the same reasons I do comedy. Comedy is cathartic for me. Yeah. Bogota is cathartic for my fucking life. Um, even though it, it also hurts, but it's, um, dude, Bogota is like one of just the greatest, most fun places you can have. Colombia in general, like those people get it. Like they're like, <laughs> they fucking understand like the way to do life. Like they yeah. don't give a fuck about working. They don't No, No, they're just like, we want to eat and we want to drink and then we want to nap. And it is siesta and yeah, fucking siestas and stuff. It is just, everyone's so nice. They love white guys down there. Do um, they? The women. Yeah. Like, and it was, I didn't really notice that the first time. Um, 
that I was there. But like this last time I was like, oh shit, like this is a thing. Like women here, I guess want to move to America or something. Yeah. Um, Trying to get impregnated. Right. They were all very kind uh, to us, but you know, we didn't, we didn't get into to too much philanery, uh, if you will, this time around. We did, um, there's a weird thing that happens when you're trying to buy cocaine on the side of the road in Colombia. Um, and what's that, Scott? <laughs> so it goes a couple of different ways. Um, it's either you can walk up to these guys, and this is what I did the first time. You can walk up to these guys, and they have like these big candy stands. Like there's there's so many street vendors. Like New York, you think there's a lot of street vendors in New York? Uh-uh. Go to Bogota. Yeah. Fucking everywhere. Everywhere. Um, and so there's all these like street vendors like selling different things. And so like at night, you can walk up to these guys um, who have these like big wooden candy boxes. And it's a ruse. Um, I, I'm sure they still sell the candy if you want it, but it's a fucking ruse. Um, and so you, uh, we walk. Did you ever watch Archer? Yeah. It's one of my favorite episodes where he goes, what? What does it look like? And then he kicks open the door. He goes, a ruse. <laughs> Archer is amazing. Um, love H. John Benjamin. Better than Bob's Burgers. John H. Benjamin. Yeah. Whatever. I'm tired. I haven't had coffee yet. Um, so you're trying is you, candy boxes. Right. Candy boxes. So we, we the first time I, I get the, the guys with the candy boxes to get us the blow. There was no nary a candy box to be found uh, to, on my second trip. So I was like, well, fuck, like, what are we going to do? And this guy was like, I, I don't we didn't understand what he was trying to get us to do, but he was trying to get us to do something like go to like a club or some shit. And we were like, all right, we'll go to your club if you can get us Coke. And he's like, done. Yeah, we're in Colombia. Yeah, we're in Colombia. So uh, he's like, how much do you want? You know, like we tell him like, you know, how much Coke we want and stuff. And then uh, he takes us to, to this club, and like I think that you know he's just like a like a like a weird club promoter type guy, and like we're just gonna go to you know like a standard nightclub or whatever. And so we go up uh, we go up this long fucking flight of stairs, and as we're like halfway up the stairs, I hear this bell ring. It's like just a jingle of a bell. Ding, 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 yeah, ding. and I was like, oh okay, that's <laughs> that's weird. And so like we turned the that's cl- odd. <laughs> yeah. Never heard that at a club, not followed by music. Um, <laughs> and so we we turn the like we get up the stairs, we turn the corner, and it turns out the club that he was taking to is just a fucking brothel. Oh, <laughs> ha cha cha! Oh, and I was like, ah, okay. Um, the bell makes more sense now. The bell makes a lot of sense. The, I get the bell. I understand the bell now. What the bell does, as I'm sure you can surmise, what does the bell do, Scott? The bell signals all the women to come stand in a semicircle. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen Rush Hour. Yeah, yeah, So they're all, yeah, they're all, you know, displaced throughout, you know, their their area. And then they'll all come and stand in a semicircle. And they'll put you in, like, you know, whatever table they have. And, you know, you get your menu and, and you get, like, a bottle or something. You get your menu. And so um, th- we sit down and immediately uh, my buddy's like, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to the bathroom and – uh, and, and do a bump. And uh, the guy decided that he was the guy that like brought us there and got us the, the blow or whatever. He, he decided he was going to go with him. And so I'm just at this like table sitting there just alone, just alone. And mind you, all of the girls are still in this semicircle and they're just fucking staring at me. Like there's no one else. It's, it's probably like, I don't know, 10 o'clock. There's no one else in the whole place. I'm the only patron of the establishment of the club that they that they have, club. and so and, and like I don't know what to do. Like I'm like I I don't I don't. You're all lovely, I'm sure, but like this is this is not my thing. Um, and so they're they're just standing there, and my friend is taking a long time. <laughs> 
a long time in this bathroom. And like they bring me over a beer. He took so long. I could finish an entire, I finished an entire beer. We just got a bucket of beer. I finished an entire beer, opened my second. He finally comes back. I'm there for like five minutes by myself. Yeah. And Brennan, the entire five minutes, they're just staring. Well, and that's the thing is people always go like, oh, this took like 20 minutes or 30. Like, especially in the restaurant industry, people will be like, we've been here for an hour. And I go, you don't know how long fucking five minutes is. Yeah. Like, I, I do, like, it was so funny because yesterday I was at a mic and I didn't, uh, I didn't see the light. Like, the host had to, like, get up and do something. And literally, I just did the bits I wanted to do. And then I went to go get off. And I go, Drew, what, where am I at on time? He goes, oh, you're just at five. And I go, I'm so fucking good at this. <laughs> but people don't understand how long time is right. until you're sitting somewhere alone with everyone staring at you. Right. We, we've done it on stage before when we bomb. All the time. It happens all the time. All the time. It happens to way too much. <laughs> In Colombia, where these people are – so, like, every swig of beer seems like it's taking forever. forever. Yeah, because, like, you know, I I can't – one, I can't speak their fucking language. Two, if I talk to them, what if that costs money? Yeah. Like and, I, well, and also you have no idea what I this is. No, I, I don't know the protocols. I don't know the protocols. There was no, there's not like a, there's not like a sign-in sheet. <laughs> there's not like a here are the fucking rules. Yeah. There are no rules. That's a fucking problem. And so it's not until – Asshole one and random Colombian guy just come back from, you know, the Andes doing enough blow for a fucking army of Colombians that I learn because like we sit down and he's like, you guys don't want. And we were like, no. And he just he goes and they just they fan out immediately and they just go sit back down. All I had to do was say, no, thank you. Oh, all you have to do. All All you have to do is this. If you if you're not interested, say no. And and they just, they go, they mind, they go, they go mind their business. But instead, not knowing any of this, they're just standing there waiting for you to make a decision. Waiting for me to make a decision. And they're all, they're making these faces. Obviously, they're good at their jobs. I'll give them that. And I'm just like, (sighs) and I'm like, I'm I'm like looking, I'm like looking down and like looking everywhere else. I'm like, look down at my phone and I look up and they're they're still staring. They got them fucking trained. Um, So yeah, it was a it was a weird experience, a very very strange experience. Um, I support sex workers, but um, that not that no, <laughs> Just not, not not for me, not for me that night. I can tell you that. Um, I wanted to ask you something because this is the second time, like you mentioned, you'd been to Colombia. Do you ever get? We're gonna get kind of serious here for a second. Do you ever get worried about um, like the fentanyl and stuff like that? Yeah. Is that something – do you test your stuff or how do you – No, I just – I so I've had a guy – the same guy in New York for like six years now. Okay. Because um, I saw that happen in uh, – there was a Baltimore Raven player recently who just passed away. And then the, the test came back and it was cocaine mixed with fentanyl. And this is something that blows my mind is I understand the heroin and fentanyl because yeah, they're both yeah, downers. Yeah, I get so – whenever I see that, I get so like knee-jerk, like pissed off. Yeah. I'm like – are you that fucking greedy? You have to cut an upper with a downer that kills people. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Not to me. It doesn't make any fucking sense. And I mean, I don't know. I've been out of the game for a long time. Uh, I haven't done coke in a very long time. But it's also one of those things where it's like, why? Like when I was doing it, they used to cut it with baby aspirin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. And so you could tell. Like yeah. you'd be like, oh, this burns a little it's, bit. Yeah, but it's, it's just aspirin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's one of those things now where it's like, oh. Because like, what is it? I heard this on, I think it was... I can't remember where I heard it, but uh, it's like less than a dime of yeah, fentanyl it's, can oh, kill Oh, it's you. not even that. It's like a it, it, 
It's like a pinpoint. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's an insane amount can kill you. Like cops handling it or something. Like DEA agents that have like handled it have, have like it's like radiation poisoning almost. God, that's insane. Yeah, it's and this is the other thing, and you probably don't know the answer to this because you're a consumer, not a supplier, but. I don't understand why you're cutting your product with that. I don't either. Yeah, no. Because it, it's like you're killing your market. Right. Like, why would you do that? I, maybe because like if the only reason I can think of is like maybe if they cut it with a downer, then it's not as strong. So they're doing more quickly. So like, you, well, I was thinking the opposite that, well, especially when it comes to heroin, where you can cut it with just a little bit of fentanyl and then all of a sudden you can like quadruple. Right. Your pro- that makes sense because it's a downer. Right. Cutting exactly. with a downer. Right. And it's cheaper. But I never understood why people would cut it up because if I did coke and it was laced with fentanyl and I happened to survive, I'd be like, this sucked. Like yeah, I'm going to was, somebody else now. Yeah, this was awful. Yeah. No, I, uh, I've just had this, the same guy up here for forever. Okay. Uh, that makes sense. So you, yeah. you, you trust it. Cause I know Ari talks about it. Uh, I heard him on, it was either Rogan or on his podcast talking about getting not cocaine, obviously, but well, like Molly and stuff, you get test kits yeah, yeah, and they're readily available. You can find them pretty much anywhere and then you can just test it. Yeah. And then that way, cause that's the one thing that I was always so happy with about alcohol was the fact that yeah, you, you it's get, regulated. Yeah, so I know what, what I'm get. getting. Yeah. You're getting what you're getting. Yeah. Okay. So that's cause sometimes I see these stories and I get, I get very scared for my little boo-boo. I know. I know. They're terrifying. Um, and yeah, no, I, I but prob- it's a fucking party, man. but I, I, sh- I should be more worried about it. Uh, but I try to just, <laughs> I try to block it out. Uh, okay. There you go. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I guess, uh, since I just trust the guy. Yeah. So did any, uh, did you have any other crazy adventures in Bogota? Um, so we went to the same uh, place. It's called like uh, Andreas Carn de Red. I don't know. I always fuck up the name. It's the it, it's like the city that's a uh, like a nightclub slash restaurant. Yeah. Um, I mean, we went out there uh, and that was a lot of fun. Um, but it, it, you know, it wasn't anything too crazy. We ate a fuck ton of food this time. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. So okay. last time we didn't eat at all. This time we just ate like as much fucking Colombian food as. Do we you could. think that's because we're getting older? Yeah, well, and food means a lot more to me now. Yeah, that's what I was going to yeah. say because it's one of those things where – because I don't – whenever Savannah and I go out, it turns into this like five-course thing. And that's by design. Yeah, like, we yeah, like yeah. to do that. And I don't know if it's because I'm getting older and more mature. I was just actually – speaking of Daisy, I was just joking with her that when I was in my 20s, I would watch Jersey Shore on Netflix and do shots like I was like partying with yeah. her. And now I watch like the West Wing and start to cry when they make like a <laughs> solid political point. <laughs> And I was like, is that because I'm sober? Is that just because I'm getting older? Or like, I don't know. I think it's both. And it's the same thing with food. It's like, I used to not eat all day so that way I could get fucked up faster. Yeah. And now I just am constantly like trying new places and yeah. like checking out new stuff. And I'm like, is this because I'm sober? Or is this because I'm getting older? Or like, what's happening here? I guess like for, I mean, for me, I mean, you know how much I love food. Yeah, like, you do love food. It's my favorite. I've seen you o- way over order and then just be like, just try a little bit of everything. I got to try a little bit of everything. And then you box it up to go and you either give it to a homeless person or you. the one time you brought it to the stand. Yeah, I brought it to the stand. That was a big hit. Yeah, okay, good. Yeah. I got texts from a lot of the bartenders and stuff like, nice. fucking thanks, man. Well, they were like, because <laughs> I, I handed it to the hostess and I was like, hey, this is this is for the, the, the bartenders and stuff. Uh, and she was like, okay. And then she walked up to me like five minutes later. She was like, wait, did you want me to like, hold on to that while you're at the show and i was like no 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 no. give them give them the food the food is for them um and so yeah yeah i always just like get, i'm not a leftovers guy yeah me neither um it, it kind of freaks me out uh, well i just don't like it because it's like it's never going to be as good yeah, as it originally no. was right i already had the best part yeah. like i already had the the, the 
you know, the good shit. Yes. You, and that's, I, that's always very sweet of you. Cause whenever you get stuff boxed up, you always say, I'll just give it to somebody. And you always do. Yeah. Oh, True yeah. to your word. You always do. Um, so that's, I don't know if that's just cause we're getting older. Cause now you're in your thirties. I'm in my mid thirties. God. I was just saying it out loud. I hate it. Yeah, 31. Like, it's actually like somebody asked me the other day, and they were like, How old are you? And I had to like sit there and think. I was like, Fuck, how old? Oh, God. Oh, because I was about to say 30, and I was like, Wait, no. Yeah. I still do that sometimes when people go, um, when people are like, Hey, how old are you? And sometimes if I want to like play it off, I'll say early 30s, but now I'm like, Oh, I'm 34. I'm not early 30s anymore. Yeah. Mid 30s now. We're getting it's, old, man. It's it's fucking terrifying is what it is. Um, did you uh, – I wanted to ask because I think I saw this on social media. But did you go – did you guys have like another big blowout adventure before you left Jacksonville, you and the crew? Yeah, we went to um, – I guess it really wasn't a big blowout adventure. It was supposed to be, but then uh, food happened. Uh, no, we went down to Burns Steakhouse. Okay, that's yeah, in yeah, Tampa. In Tampa. Uh, fucking amazing experience. I don't know if you've ever been there. No, I've never – I've heard a lot about it, but I've never been. It's fucking incredible. Um, so we did that and then we just went golf because you know i'm the skin complexion do you get fucked up on the golf course sometimes do you but, but like i also like to be like good at golf yeah as i say you're competitive yeah, yeah yeah so it depends like how i'm like hitting it yeah like or like if there's a lot of different factors into it like am i hungover because if i'm hungover like fuck it let's just keep this train rolling yeah just um, hair of the dog yeah yeah, yeah. if uh I, I like to at least have like one like cocktail um like to start out with yeah but then like if i'm if i'm playing pretty good like that's it. Like I, I'll, I'll have like maybe like a beer or two. Switch to beer. Yeah, yeah. I'll have like maybe like a beer or two, but and then I always have a shit ton of water and Gatorade. Yeah. Um. But if yeah, if I'm playing poorly, fuck it. Let's let's just die on the golf course. There's been times. Oh yeah. I mean, there's been times where, you know, hole like 16, I'm just passed out in the cart. Really? Oh, 100 percent. And then everyone's you know having to like drive me around. One time, Jack uh, got so fucked up on a golf course, he, we got kicked off of it. Um, because what happened? He decided to just like take take his clothes off, basically. No, except for, his, well, except for like he had his shorts on. Yeah, come on, um, sad boy, Jack. Uh, and just so he's just like shirtless, and he just laid on top of the golf cart to to get sun um, because he wanted to tan instead of golfing so what happened the marshals came over and were yeah, like, hey. they, were, they were like what the what is this like we've we haven't seen this one before why are you doing this and then uh thankfully it was like you know like the 16th or 17th hole and we were we already on your way out yeah, yeah, we, were on a, we were like all right this is this is enough um yeah golf is there ever a, i wanted to ask you this because sometimes you and your boys can get into some crazy adventures i've seen it firsthand when you come into the restaurant and then by the time the meal's almost over everyone's like yelling and screaming and, and it's a great time like oh, i have yeah. a great time but do you is there ever a part of you that do you ever have that like red flag that goes off like ah, maybe this is too far yeah oh, oh my god all the time okay oh <laughs> <laughs> well because i've seen it firsthand the like, red flag goes off every fucking time well i've There's... seen it i've seen it firsthand like the thing that happened with ari and then i immediately saw in your face you were dejected and you were like i fucked up like this is too but i never knew if when all you guys get together because you oh, roll yeah. with a crew of like five guys yeah. i didn't know if when you guys get together if that ever happens oh my god every fucking time that we get together it, it, it happens like this when jack starts biting wine glasses that's when that, that's a red flag number one. I okay. cannot tell you how many fucking wine glasses Jack has bit and broken at like a he dinner. just like bites it. He bites it. He just bites it, and there's just blood, and it's it's like God, Jack. Why do you always do this? It's a weird move. It's a weird move, but that's how we know that Jack's too much. Yeah. Um. Once Andrew like starts like 
like swang and like swirling like his like just in the world that's it. <laughs> just in the world just in the world like he can't like talk that's too much for andrew um rick once he starts yelling come pie that's 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 it for rick um what's yours i don't know man uh probably whenever i i get up to go to the bathroom to do coke mid-meal <laughs> That's what you're like. That's, that's what right. I'm like. You're ruining this this amazing dinner with cocaine because you're too drunk because you want to stay up. Because like I'm gonna sleep. I'm gonna sleep. Like if I get that's what it is. Like when I'm like okay, it's it's sleepy. bedtime. Yeah, it's sleepy time. That's when I'm like, all right, this is too much. Yeah, and then <laughs> that was my big thing was uh, people would always think people who didn't know me always thought I was more fucked up than I was. Yeah, because I'd be like loud and boisterous and having a good time, and then people who knew me were like, oh no, he's just getting started. Yeah. My red flag was when I would get quiet. Mm. And I would like sit on the couch or I've talked about it before. I'd be taken downstairs. Mm. My buddy Dan had a, a townhouse and a lot of times he would take me down to the, the bottom floor where there was a spare bedroom. And he'd be like, all right, you're just going to lay down in here because I would just sit in silence and wouldn't talk to anybody. Ugh. And then my friends would look around and go, now he's fucked up. Because yeah. my thing was I was like a party, like you get the party going. Yeah. So then I'd be like, shots, let's all do shots. So I'd be doing shots for, you know, you do one or two, but I'm getting 10 other yeah, people yeah, to do yeah. one or two. So I'm doing like 15, 20. So you get the party going, but you could never, you, you never saw the end of the party. No, never. Oh my God. Never. Because I would be, by the time it all hit me, everyone would be like having a good time and feeling it. And then I'd already be, I'd be gone. I was always 10 steps ahead of everybody else in the party. Ah, see, that's, uh, I just keep going. See, I can't. I just keep going and going and going. The worst, there's no... The worst sound in the world, and I mean the world, is birds chirping in the morning when you're still awake, when you haven't gone to sleep. Oh, yeah. That is the worst sound. Thank God I don't have to worry about that in New York. But yeah. back home, there is no type of anxiety quite like watching the sun come up and hearing the birds chirp when you haven't slept. Because you know you're not getting good sleep. Yeah. The fucking sun is up, and you <laughs> haven't gotten there yet. That is my least. Oh, it gives me like fucking chills. It gives me anxiety just hearing you say that. It's so. I'd rather. Ugh. I've only done that. I've done that twice in New York, and I don't. Obviously, I'm not drinking or anything. But one time, Savannah went out with some friends after work, and I was, and she like did did that thing because she's very. She says self sufficient. I say independent, but she's not codependent. Like we don't have to text each other all the yeah, time, yeah. which is the thing I love about the relationship. But then she'll do this fun thing where sometimes she'll be like, "Hey, like going out." Or she'll be like, hey, you know, still at work, might go out. Yeah. Like, so just very vague, random. And I'm supposed to trust her enough to where it doesn't bother me that I don't hear from her. But there's still the anxious person in me. Yeah, it's like, like, hey, what's going on? And yeah. she doesn't check her phone because it's in her purse and it's just in the yeah. corner. And then all of a sudden, so the two times I've stayed up to see the sun come up in New York was – it's both been in the summertime, like when we first moved here and then recently a few weeks ago, because the sun comes up at like five, five in the morning. In the morning. Yeah. yeah, it's so annoying. But it was once she went out with people from work and it, it just literally, they went to this bar that just doesn't close. Yeah. And so by the time she got like, and I'm like checking citizen to be like, where the fuck is she? Like, cause it updates locations, yeah, but yeah, she's yeah. not log She's not on her phone. So it's not like updating. Right. So then I'm like, well, if she's going out, I'm going out. So then I like walk the dog for like two months. And, and anyway, long story short, by the time she's coming, like by the time she texts me like, Oh, sorry, just looked at my phone now on the way home. It was like four 45. And so I went outside to smoke a cigarette to like meet her as she came up and the sun was up and Ugh. same exact thought went through my head. It's like, Oh, I'm guess I'm just not sleeping. Yeah. Because this this is over. This is the worst feeling ever. Yeah, and yeah. it's the same same situation. Just uh, if, like I said, that happened when we first moved here, and then the same situation a couple of weeks ago. But at least this time, 
by the time she got home, it was it was only like two or three, but I was kind of already awake. Mm-hmm. So then I just didn't go to bed, and then the sun's coming up, and I'm like, mm. I lost it. I yeah. lost this whole night. It's it's all just gone, and sadness ensues. Do you ever do that before? Like, and then we can cut this out. But do you ever do that and then have to go into work the next day? Yeah. Oh yeah. I can't do it any. I can't do that anymore. But like back in the day. Oh yeah. Well, you can't do it now. But yeah, I can't. Like I can't like physically do it. Now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, back in the day. Probably like five or six times. Really? Oh, yeah. It happened too much. See, and to me, it sounds crazy, but I used to do it all the time, too. But to me, I'm like, ah, I worked in the service industry. You work in finance. Right, yeah. Well, now, it's it, trust me, they weren't productive days. <laughs> um, I might have physically been there, but mentally I was not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, now, uh, I just feel like I can't. Like I, well, I, not only I, that, but you've I'm got a lot old. more responsibility yeah, yeah, and yeah, stuff, yeah. too. Well, dude, this was super fun. I love you. Love you. Uh, this was fun. Do you have anything you want to plug or promote or social media at Scott Sandlin? At Scott Sandlin, at Scottington. Um, come see me wherever you see Brennan. Uh, and uh, yeah, um, next time I come on, I'll, I'll actually hopefully have some some real legitimate shows that I can plug. And Absolutely. Well, cool. when you do have shows, just let me know. We'll bring you back on. Uh, thank you, everybody, so much for listening. Thank you to Patreon. I'm still on the fence on if I want to do the video for Patreon only or if I want to do I I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll but yeah. BrennanTComedy.com. Uh, I'll be at the stand July 19th. I have another really big uh, show I'm not allowed to disclose. That's in August. Uh, and then uh, at BrennanTComedy on all social media. Subscribe on Patreon. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you all next week. <laughs>